0: Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, and welcome everybody here, and also those that are listening and watching by the podcast and also YouTube. Welcome, one and all, to the First Baptist Church in Colrain, massachusetts i'd like to read some scripture today the name of this message today our glorified body so if you turn to first corinthians chapter 15 we're going to read from verse 35 got these glasses are not the greatest let me tell you you want to find it here we go the title the resurrected body, now you ought got to remember there's no difference between the resurrected body and a glorified body. There's no difference, okay? <clears throat> so let's read it. But someone may ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined. And to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. All flesh is not the same. Men have one kind of flesh. Animals have another. Birds have another and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind. And the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another. And the stars differs from star in splendor. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, which is Christ, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, and the second man from heaven. We'll leave it there. Let's open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful to be here today in the house of the Lord, on the Lord's day, the day that you rose again from the dead and you obtained a resurrected body. And we too, one day, will receive a resurrected body. There's a lot of confusion as to what that means Hopefully, you can shed some light to us today through your word that gives light, that gives us understanding, that gives us knowledge. Help us to do that, we pray, this morning, through your word and through the message that has been prepared for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't want to sit down. I'll try standing up. Okay. In continuing on, then. The theme, the same theme, which is the resurrection, the resurrection, but not just Jesus' resurrection, which we're so familiar with on Easter Sunday, which we should always remember, not just on Easter Sunday, but every day, amen? Not just Jesus' resurrection, but our resurrection, one day we too will receive a resurrected body or a glorified body. Body, So obviously there's a lot of confusion, a lot of people never had any teaching on it, a lot of people never taught on it. Last week we learned uh, they will definitely be a resurrection, not only for the just, and where it refers to the just in scripture, it's referring to those that are saved, we've been declared righteous, amen, just as if we had never sinned. There's going to be a resurrection for the just and also there'll be a resurrection for the unjust, those that are unsaved, those are still lost in their sins and trespasses. Both sinners and saints will face judgment one day. Believers, if you're not aware of it, some of you are that come here on a regular basis. We will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And we will give an account for the things that we've done in this body since we've been saved. We won't have to give an account for our sins. Aren't you happy about that? Boy, do we deserve hell or not? I know I do. I don't know about you. But thanks be to God he saved me. And like you, he saved you as well. So we've got so much to thank God for. We won't have to give an account for those sins. Jesus paid the price for our sins on the cross. Amen? It is finished, he said. Job done. Mission accomplished. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. However, unfortunately, for the unsaved, they won't stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, they'll stand before Almighty God and they're already condemned because they've never been saved and they will pay the penalty for their sins that have never been forgiven. So there's a resurrection for the saved, the saints, we are saints, and there's a resurrection for the unsaved. The sinners. When Paul writes to the churches, he doesn't write to the sinners. He doesn't write to the sinners saved by grace. He writes to the saints. Amen? And we are saved. You don't have to die to become a saint. But you die to self and you become born again. Amen? So down the years, many people have tried to look younger. Don't have a problem with that. I think we all have to a certain extent. There was always a time where I used to kind of touch up my gray, you know, because I started to look old. Not much I can do about the crop that's uh, getting longer each day. We try to look younger, you know, to try to look nice and preserve uh, this body for as long as possible. Uh, But in the end, the result is the same, whether you're rich or famous, from the White House to the poorhouse, the fact is this mortal body will eventually, like a flower, fade and die. And the older you get, the more aware of that fact. (laughs) A woman brought a new line of expensive products, cosmetics, attempting to make her look years younger. She sat in front of the mirror for hours applying this very expensive miracle product all over her body and uh, she finally asked her husband when she was done, she says, now be honest, what age do you think that I look now? And he looked her over and said, well, judging from your skin, I would say 20. that's good. And judging from your hair, say 18. Ooh, very good. And your figure, wow, you're 25. Oh, you're so sweet. He said, hang on a minute. He said, I'm not done adding it all up yet. So... He said, pause and wait for laughter. (laughs) Not really. So regardless, it doesn't matter how we look. We're We're dying every day. We're deteriorating every day. But for those who belong to Jesus, God has promised us a new body. The Bible calls a resurrection body or a glorified body. Same thing the body that will always keep its beauty and strength and last forever. Jesus was the first example that demonstrates what lies ahead for us, for those who have put our trust in him. He was the first fruits. When we accept him as savior, we inherit more than an abundant life on earth, in the flesh. We inherit eternal life and shall never be separated from God forever and ever and ever. Amen. If it wasn't for Jesus' resurrection, the first one, whoever rose again from the dead, we would have no reason to be here. Amen. There would be no point in being here today. Our faith would be in vain. And my preaching futile. But because Jesus did rise again from the dead, there will also be a resurrection of our body as well. Now, let's read 1 John 3, 2, which says, Beloved, and that's how God sees you. You're you're, you're beloved. Beloved. Now we are the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be. So he's looking ahead towards the resurrection, okay? But we know that when he shall appear, so when Jesus comes back, all right, hold that thought, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. So when he comes back, that's when we get our resurrected body we shall see him as he is because he lives we can look forward to a new glorified body without sickness without pain without suffering without aging that will be able to stand in the presence of God to serve him and to praise him and to worship him forever and ever and ever. Of course, uh, we're obviously very sad and brokenhearted when a loved one dies, which they will, and we miss them terribly when they're gone. But we don't live without hope, knowing that, that we will see them again one day. We'll see them again in heaven, of course, assuming that they trusted Jesus Christ as their personal saviour. So my question is, have you? Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal saviour? You should know the answer to that. So the Apostle Paul answers questions like many of us have. What is the resurrection? When will it be? What's it all about? He answers the questions posed by those who didn't believe in the bodily resurrection of believers. They believed in Jesus' resurrection, and some of them are very skeptical, and he calls them foolish, not very diplomatic. But he was a straight shooter, all right? If you're a straight shooter, you're not gonna win many friends. In fact, you're going to make some enemies. Oh, well. So he takes an example from nature, like seeds, a seed that is sown. It has to be planted first, right? Similar to a dead body. It is planted. Now, when a seed is planted in the ground, it doesn't doesn't produce new life. Unless the seed dies first. Amen? And he goes on to show that our mortal body, this flesh that we're living in now, which is suitable to this environment and this earth, it's suited to this life on earth. But it's merely a seed that needs to die, and it will, in order to receive another body that is suitable to live in heaven, that is suitable to live in the new heaven and the new earth. There's different kinds of bodies that Paul is talking about. There's earthly bodies, celestial bodies, terrestrial bodies. God's future kingdom, which will surely take place, where believers in Christ will dwell with him for all eternity. Let's just read again from verse forty two. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, which we know there is, amen, There is also a spiritual body. There was a Sunday school teacher asked a group of their kids, children, does anyone know how to get to heaven? And one little tyke says, you have to be dead. You know what? He was right. In order to get to heaven, we have to die. Amen? We're not there yet, but we will be. Just as Paul says in verse 45, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was a living soul, a natural being, created from the dust. The last Adam, which is Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit, otherwise being made alive. And those that put their faith in him are born again, are made alive. The last Adam, of course, was Jesus, is Jesus. The first one who is alive from the dead, alive from the grave, to be followed by those of us that believe in him. Never to die again. Never to die again. And never to come back either. No such thing as reincarnation. That's a lie from the pit of hell. So knowing this is true, we can enter the grave Without fear, the major one thing that people fear on this earth, without exception, is death. Is death. But for the Christian, we don't have to fear death at all. Just as Paul says, he can, we can laugh at the grave. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave. Where is your victory? See, Jesus has already won the victory on the cross. And because we're in Christ, we're victorious. Question. But you might ask or think or have thought about, and so I know some of you have for sure, especially some of the, the uh, elder statesmen and stateswomen amongst us, that are getting a little closer to the grave. But, you know, we could be taken out at any time, regardless how old you are, amen? You might ask, and it's good that you do. You're not going to get answers unless you ask questions. That's great, what you've just said, Pastor. And I believe it. I believe we're going to be uh, resurrected. I believe we're going to get a resurrected body. That's great. But what happens when we die and go to heaven which I believe we will, I will, what kind of body do I get then while I'm still waiting to receive my resurrection body? Ever thought about that? What kind of body will we get when we get to heaven while we're waiting for our physical, resurrected, glorified body? That's a great question, because a lot of people don't know the answer. You've got to remember what the Bible says there are different types of bodies suited to their own environment. There's earthly bodies, there's spiritual bodies, and there's heavenly bodies. The answer is summed up in Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, and I'll quote in chapter 5. For we know that if The earthly tent, when he's talking about the tent, he's referring to the physical mortal body. If the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, which it will be, amen, it's going to die. We have a building from God. Where does the building come from? Where does the new building come from? God, an eternal house in heaven. All right? Not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed. Now, hold that thought. To be clothed with the spiritual body. To be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, and it's not happened yet, because obviously we're still here, we will not be found naked. We're not going to be like phantoms floating around in heaven and there's no such thing as soul sleep as well until the resurrection we go directly from this life into the presence of the lord absent from the body and present with the lord we'll receive a heavenly body but it won't be a resurrection body it's going to be suited to heaven all right you're with me so far say amen if you're with me for why we are in this tent. See, when he talks about a tent, it's not a permanent dwelling, is it? A tent is a temporary dwelling. We're living in this temporary dwelling. Thank God. I don't, hope I don't have to get another knee replacement. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed. We'd sooner be with the Lord and here, wouldn't you? everything that's going on in this world but be clothed a spiritual body you're going to to give you a spiritual body Be, be clothed instead with a heavenly dwelling not just this old tent so that what is mortal we're living in a mortal body may be swallowed up by life Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God. See, God can do anything. He can do anything he wants to do. Who has given us the spirit, the Holy Spirit, as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So, like I said, you're not going to be phantoms floating around without a spiritual body. You'll have a heavenly body that is suited to heaven until the Lord returns and then you'll receive your resurrected body. We're not going to be dismembered spirits. We're going to get a heavenly body. Another question you might ask, all right, when do we get this glorified body? when do we get this resurrected body that's a great question that this resurrected body that will be reunited with this old mortal body we talked about that last week if you you weren't here you know get the podcast because it comes in line with what we're talking about this week when will our new Christ-like resurrected body be reunited with this old mortal body? How is that possible? God can do anything. And he will. When's it going to happen? When's the re- resurrection going to take place? Let's, let's read this version. I hope this is bigger. Let's read uh, 1 Thessalonians. Get to 1 Thessalonians. If I can find it. Where are you? There you are. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. This is important. We need to know this. When we're going to receive our resurrected body. I've already said when the Lord comes back. Remember that? Remember me saying that? Okay. Let's read. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, or misinformed. I'm reading out of the King James. It's got larger print than the one. Picked up some glasses that are not, very, not as powerful as I normally pick up. I should have tested them first, all right? My bad. I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. This is why people get the idea about soul sleep. We just die and then we just sleep until we get a resurrected body. No. Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Who's he talking about? Those that have not been saved. They've got no hope. You've got no hope outside of Jesus Christ. But in Christ, you've got everything to live for and everything to hope for. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even as God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Those are Christians that have already died. We're not going to precede them. They're going to be resurrected first. For the Lord himself, this is about the second coming of Jesus, and we should love his appearing. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. If the Lord was to come back now, we're going to meet him in the air. But those that have already died are going to be resurrected first and the dead in Christ will rise first, all right? Now, if the Lord was to come back now, this is us, this is us, then we who are alive and remain on this earth shall be caught up together with them. Who? The saints that have already been resurrected, that have already died. I've lost my place. Think we through our life and remains shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. See, he's not coming back physically to this earth till after the tribulation period is over. Initially, we're going to meet the Lord in the air, in the clouds. That's what he says. Together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord. That's when we're going to get our resurrected body, not until and not before. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. That's when we're going to get our resurrected body. So let's close, conclude, wrap it up, Because Jesus has defeated death, he's made a way for us to have a spiritual body in heaven and later receive a resurrected glorified body throughout all eternity in his heavenly kingdom. We're going to rule and reign with Christ on this earth for a thousand years and there was going to be a new heaven and a new earth to follow much later on and we will never die again never to die again now those of you that are listening you probably have a clue what i'm talking about you're unsaved jesus has defeated death he has taken away the fear of death if you're still in your sins then you fear death it's only a christian that does not fear death we may be concerned how we're gonna go, you know, what method, but we don't need to worry about that. We know that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and we can never perish. You don't have that assurance. You're still lost in your trespasses and sins. But the good news is you can be saved from your sins. And you can live forever. You can live forever. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever, and that includes you, that includes everybody, the whosoever, right? Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from death, saved from hell, Safe from being cast into the lake of fire. God makes sinners into saints by believing in his son, Jesus. Unsaved sinners, unless saved, will end up in hell, await the final judgment, and be cast into the lake of fire. You don't have to go there. Jesus has made a way He's made a way for you to receive everlasting life. A one way ticket into his heavenly kingdom. Amen. Now, the Bible says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, and he has no joy in the death of sinners. He takes, no, he takes no joy in that. This is why he sent his son, to pay the price for our sins and for yours. Death of the body means the first step into eternity with the Lord for those who trust in Jesus. Not because we deserve it, not because we are good, not because we can earn it, simply because of his grace, his amazing grace, that we didn't deserve. He's won the victory on the cross when he died, when he was buried, and yet he rose again, a new resurrected body. We're gonna be just like him. We'll see him as he is when he returns. And because of that, those of us that have placed our trust in him, we'll we'll never be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed in this life. People are going to let you down. But God will never let you down. Jesus will never disappoint you. Having passed from death unto life, that's something we can look forward to, guaranteed, because we have the guarantee, the down payment of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Amen? Having been born again. I'd like to close In the book of Philippians, you don't need to turn to it. I'm going to close with this verse before we go into our communion, service. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, 21. It says, but our citizenship is in heaven. We're just passing through. Our citizenship's not here. You ever feel like a fish out of water that you really don't belong? That's because we don't. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's home. We're not home yet. And we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why we should anticipate his coming. Instead of focusing on all this other garbage that's going on in the world. Which is going to get worse? Who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, see, so either God is in control or is not in control. He's either all powerful or is not all powerful. What do you think? Enables him to bring everything under his control. Will it's a done deal, it's a definite, it will take place, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. That's a promise, that's a guarantee, that's a done deal. God has made a way. He's got the power to make that happen and one day he will. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. If you've got any questions afterwards, feel free to pick my little brain. But let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful that we have a guarantee, peace on earth, And a definite home in heaven where we shall receive a heavenly body. Absent from the body. This old mortal body that's going to die and deteriorate. And be put in the grave or to be cremated or whatever the case. Absent from the body and immediately present with the Lord. And then one day. When you return. Which could be at any moment. Receive our resurrected body. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price that we could not possibly pay for the sins that we have committed. It's a done deal. You took our punishment on your body, on that cross, so that we wouldn't have to bear the punishment. We wouldn't have to stand before the great white throne judgment and be condemned for all eternity. Thank you, Jesus. That's how much you loved us. Heavenly Father, that's how much you loved us. You were willing to send the most precious person in the universe to come and suffer in our place. And we thank you that you didn't die in vain that there are millions rejoicing in your presence in heaven and there's going to be millions and millions more and I hope and pray those that are listening to this message if you're not saved call upon the name of the Lord so that you can receive him who is the life who is the way who is the truth there's only one way to heaven and that's through Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen? Amen. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you all. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine. for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Colrain, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.